0: Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for another episode of Horror Express, and tonight we're talking about the classic film Creature from the Black Lagoon. This is a 1954 movie uh, produced by uh, William Allen and directed by Jack Arnold. It's a, uh, you know, one of the classic Universal monsters, and I think it was originally done in 3D, but I don't think any of us have ever seen it in 3D, and I think most people have seen it in 2D, in fact. Uh, and the breakdown in the movie uh, right off of the Rotten Tomatoes page is uh, remnants of a mysterious animal have come to light in a remote jungle and a group of scientists intend to determine if uh, the find is an anomaly or evidence of an undiscovered beast. To accomplish this goal, the scientists must brave the perilous pieces of land South America has to offer, but the terrain is nothing compared to the danger posed by an otherworldly being that endangers their work and their lives. And I should mention, which you probably caught on to just from my reading of that, that this is a late night movie review, movie discussion. And so uh, there will be slurred speech. There will be meandering and all kinds of, you know, aimless wandering throughout the discussion. So, uh, again, this is obviously a classic movie. It's a black and white film. Uh, what was everybody's background with this movie? Cause, I mean, this is one that either people maybe have seen before. or Maybe this is your first time. I don't know.
1: I thought I had seen this movie before, but when I was watching it, I realized I never had. I used to read a lot of monster movie books when I was, like, in Yeah, elementary me too, school. yeah. So maybe I think, you know, I read those universal ones where I go through the whole history yeah. of the movies and stuff. So it's like, I think I just read so many of those that I thought I had this movie in my head, but I the,
0: didn't. So, the, those yeah. books used to be a big thing, and I've been uh-huh anchoring for them now especially since we doing the podcast <laughs> and i can't find them like i've been looking all over trying to find them because there were some really good quality like history of horror movie monster books that were specific to this era and this style of film yeah and With i have all
1: school libraries i ever i moved a lot it's like every school library those books would be there back in the 80s yeah. and, in the late 70s
0: and and that can mislead you you can read about it and think you saw it that has certainly yeah. happened to me as well um yeah because I
1: was too young, I was too afraid to watch horror. So just read about them all the time, and imagine them.
0: And Joel, was this your first time seeing it, or was this your? Yeah,
2: I, I had no illusion that I'd ever seen it before. But I mean, like, I knew what was going to happen in it. Like, the the movie's yeah. PR guy must have been amazing because everyone knows every plot
0: beat of this movie yeah. without
2: ever having seen
0: it. Well, I think it's it's pretty. I think there's a, there's a lot. When I was a kid, So my, my experience with it was I watched it with my uncle a number of times as a kid, but I pretty much forgot most of the plot because was I was young. But my uncle was really, really into this movie and he used to quote it. And it was just one of those, you know, you know do the I'm the creature from the Black Lagoon kind of a thing. And uh, uh, I think there was a lot of people repeating phrases and plot points. And that's maybe how it's worked its way into, you know, to the point that you knew the movie without even seeing it. Or, or maybe oh, yeah, this, Family Guy had something to do with it. I don't know if they've, uh, you know, shows like that might have, uh, you know, helped it to to live on. Um, so yeah, and
2: movie, like The Shape of Water, are kind of like a, a, a legacy movie to that too. So. Well, that was
0: supposed to be a um, a remake of it, but it the, the studios didn't buy it, so he ended up just making making his own version of it, essentially. Um there you, go, you know. So. Uh, so what'd you guys think of this movie now that you've both seen it? Does it live up to the, the legendary status that it has, or was it like, ah, oh, this is a hokey movie from the fifties.
2: I well, actually to kind of review it twice. Cause I watched it with my girlfriend to get her, uh, did her impression too. She thought it was really hokey and did not enjoy it very much. I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, I, I liked the monster a lot. Um, I didn't find the cast particularly charming except for the boat captain. That guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: the guy, guy who kept talking fan. in the third person. Right.
2: Or, yeah. And like, he, he pulled his knife on the guy that was in charge of the expedition. I was, was like, yeah, well, that, that
0: was the best scene in the movie. Cause I was like, wow, that's like a real badass move for the 1950s. Like that felt, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? It, it felt a little bit uh, like, whoa, things are really escalating rapidly here. Yeah. That <laughs> was really,
2: yeah. it was really edgy and great. It, so that was a cool scene. Um, but I like how much they built up the monster. Uh, mm. I like that they did a lot of really good, beautiful cinematography. Like, I love the underwater shots. Those are
1: beautifully mm.
2: woven into the film. I like there was a real boat. Um, <laughs> know, but that's just charming. Uh, I like the cave set quite a bit. I like how tough they made the monster. I just... It was it was really good. It was a simple movie that was done extremely well, in my opinion. So I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I really liked the creature suit too especially considering it was underwater in most shots yeah. and like it looked really good there was no like zipper or anything yeah. so it was great
1: yeah i even like the way it's gills would work sometimes yeah because like, i because I, I realized i've only ever seen still shots and never seen the movie i'm like oh cool it's gills, man. and he and he yeah, moves like
0: and he kiss. moves his mouth like a fish he kind of keeps yes. opening and closing yeah, right. his mouth like a fish and it's a little bit eerie that he does that you know so, yeah,
1: it it does give him a real fish-like quality that I didn't yeah, it's realize. kind of either. an
2: uncanny valley vibe to it. So that's neat. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Adam, how about but, uh, you? What was your reaction? I
1: liked it. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it was a really I thought it was a nice, tight, solid action movie. My my impression actually was that it felt like this was I don't want to call it low budget cuz clearly filming underwater, does had a lot of budget, but it felt like a smaller scale version of king kong that's what it yeah
0: did. yeah it did kind of have that it
1: was it, it had to have been like influenced by it but at the same time you talked about how the pizza familiar it felt like it was very well, influential in its own right there's probably like dozens of movies that i like think i think just strip this movie off
0: i think the the idea came about because there was a mexican director at some kind of party in hollywood and the screenwriter heard him talking about a story about Fishmen that lived in the Amazon forest, like these legends, Uh and he took that, and then he kind of used Beauty and the Beast as his guide, which is basically Mm -hmm. pretty similar to King Kong, right? So, but but that's I think I think that's where those like something is very familiar about this story really comes from is is the you know that he was using that template probably, and also the whole classic thing of there's you know one guy that really wants to like shoot the thing and one guy that wants to preserve it and that sort of dynamic um but uh yeah so so my reaction uh-huh. is i mean uh, again i i see- like a little
1: heavy-handed with the shoot thing because it's like early on in the movie it's like wouldn't it be more valuable to capture this and put yeah. it on display than the I mean, you're <laughs> just like so intent on killing him early on i was like why i don't even understand
0: well it was all building out of action yeah Adam. Yeah. yeah well yeah. well here's what's interesting number one it builds up to that fist fight but number two we can get into this later but in a way he's kind of right because when you see what happens do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, all these people him. die. See, yeah, that yeah, they capture them, and then all, and then more people just die. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it,
1: that, I mean, that wasn't really his reasoning. Yeah,
0: though. I mean, if his no. reasoning
1: had been, "Oh, it's dangerous. We need to kill it," but it's like, I want to make money. No, we no, yeah, his, a rotting corpse.
0: His reasoning was bad. <laughs> I'm just saying the course of action he was advocating yeah. might have been more sensible. Um, yeah. In terms of survivability of the characters, but uh, yeah, so so I had seen it as a kid, obviously, and. I don't know. I didn't remember that much of it. I me- I remembered key scenes like I remembered uh, what's his name? Mark the blonde haired guy. I remember him dying for some reason. I don't know why. That really st- stood out to me as a memory. And I remembered, you know, the scenes of the creature attacking and things like that, but I didn't really remember the plot line and all of the tension between the characters. And so it was kind of like seeing it for the first time. And I felt I felt like it was uh, I get Joe. I I kind of I think that you and your girlfriend both are kind of right. It's a hokey movie. Like it's a hokey 1950s movie. Yeah, There's no getting around that the movie is aged a certain way. Uh, yeah. But as rubber monster suit movies go, this is one of the best <laughs> rubber monster suit movies, just in terms of yeah. the look and in terms of how they pull it off. And I think also, even like the heavy handed stuff between the characters really keeps you engaged with it. Because otherwise you'd just be sitting there waiting for the creature to attack somebody essentially so having this sort of one they're both these men of science but one guy wants to to shoot the thing and and put it on display and the other guy wants to preserve it and 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 even kind of feel sympathetic towards it uh i don't know i think i think gave it a more interesting uh character and i also thought it was interesting that the the overall feel of the movie felt very sympathetic towards the creature in general. It didn't seem like, like even the way that the, the creature attacks initially seems to be more of a misunderstanding between the creature and the people in the tents where they are afraid. So they attack it and it attacks them. It, does, it I feel like if you were around that tape and that, and they didn't attack, maybe that would have played out differently. So it, do, it just doesn't seem like a purely malicious creature. It seems like it's, Initially defending itself, it's enamored with this woman, and it also is maybe a little bit vengeful after they start attacking it, and especially after it gets shot with the arrow. Um, well, and they also tear off like a
2: a specimen, like an arm of a buried one of them. Like it's clearly yeah. buried on land. Like we don't know what weird rights these things do to their dead. Like maybe that's really important. It's like a curse of the mummy thing.
0: No, that's yeah, true. Know. And also, even if it's not, it would be kind of like if there was like a really ancient, you know, human remain, you know, we might, we might object if aliens came down and, and start tearing off pieces of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Get out of my
2: swamp. Get out of my swamp.
0: But yeah, I thought, I thought it was a good movie. And I thought it was, uh, again, hokey, but good. And what, once you settle in and you accept, because there are these older 1950s movies that don't do this to me. Like the, the house on haunted Hill is very 1950s. In in, in in many ways but it 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 I can't remember if that was a 50s or a 60s movie because it it yeah. exists in that that, that black and white period but but a similar period uh, yeah. but it, it 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 didn't it didn't leap out at me the way this one did where the music was all perfectly stereotypically 1950s at various points some of the conversations were acted in very stereotypical 1950s ways especially like I had mm-hmm. mentioned, uh, Mark's, uh, you know, thing with the cigarette and the way that he gestures, just, <laughs> that felt very, oh, you know, very 1950s. Yeah. The, that was very this Islander. Like yeah. Before. And it, so it's just, I don't know. So, so there was that, but, but once you settle into that and you, you accept it, it, you know, I, I, I think it really works as a movie. Um, and, and I think it's got kind of a good pace to it. Like Joel was saying it, it's sort of slow, the horror sort of slowly builds. I actually, my note about it was um, Strip Tease of Terror, where <laughs> like a, the monster is slowly revealing itself. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of, uh-huh. that's all you can really do with the rubber suit monster. If you want to maximize the fears is yeah. is slowly, unless it's so terrible looking that you just might as well show the goods right away, right? But I, I, I feel like the, the the best thing to do is just slowly reveal it. As, and, and so you get the fin Then you get like little glimpses of it And then you think that it's going to be more drawn out than it is But then they actually kind of show you a quick shot of it You know, in full uh, But yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's a really quick shot It was almost a jump scare I was impressed with that shot yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I liked it too And I liked that it's sort of like, oh, you see it But you definitely can't process everything you saw And so then yeah. there's it, it still works towards building up What is this thing? and like Joel was saying it's super strong so it's 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 terrifying and the way that the humans have an advantage with the guns and the um and the harpoon but the moment they don't have those they're at an extreme disadvantage so it was an interesting balance I, i like that it the movie has,
2: like, this split between, like, where the monster is in its natural habitat and where the humans are. Because you can really tell, mm-hmm. like, when the humans are hunting it, they're out of their depth. Like, literally, it, will, it drags yeah. them deeper down and gives them the bins at one point. Um, and then, like, when it's on land, like, they they, they have it's – it's a little more clumsy, and they're able to get shots off so their guns work on it. Uh, even in that, though, God, it takes a lot of bullets before it dies. <laughs> it gets yeah, rid of like, bullets.
1: Yeah, there was, there was aside from the book, there was just like a tactical reality to this where you you did you could feel the planning, you could feel the, you know, I don't know, It's just you know, a lot a lot of action movies kind of fail at that where it's like stuff's just kind of happening, whereas this I don't know, it hung together pretty well. In this America. felt
0: like this felt like a like the the tactics of the movie felt like they were made by Boy Scouts. Do you know what I mean? Like people that yes. like, think in terms of of knowing how camping works, knowing how, the, you know, how, how the gear works and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. It, it, but,
1: uh, it, and some,
0: and some so, movies don't, some movies, it feels like the guy never understood that stuff that's writing it and just kind of breezes over it. And so, yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, you can see, uh, I don't know. just the, just the way the equipment's deployed and everything in this movie. But,
0: uh, yep. I don't even know. I'm trying to say no but my, my only complaint my only complaint is that is that sometimes this movie is the stupidest smart people in the world in terms of behavior uh-huh. because they're just constantly doing really stupid things in order to become suddenly like he knows he's going in there to rescue her from a monster And he goes to hug her when he finds her, and like throws the harpoon down on the ground. That was like five stupid
1: part of that movie. That was like the one point I was just like, every other thing in the movie, I was like, okay, I I was just no.
0: Well, the guy who falls asleep, I thought was also kind of stupid. Like you're guarding this thing, and you fall. You know, granted, it didn't. It didn't really that. Even though that's they they said that he was being lazy and that's why he got hurt. It really wasn't because she, the woman, woke him up before anything even happened.
1: And it's like walk over and turn your back to the creature. Let's, let's uh look this way. That How was, yeah, you're right. That was creature. actually. Th-
2: yeah. There was a lot of that in this movie where the creature is like walking <laughs> behind someone and they're looking away from it. it's like, you yeah. can't hear it. I can hear it. Yeah. It's like yeah. shuffling and slapping and slurping and gasping. And they're like, what a nice day it is out today. I should smoke.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's definitely that,
2: but Uh, I think it was to build suspense. But yeah,
1: yeah, as far as the schlockiness, I mean, if you're if you're planning to watch this movie, you're kind of on board with it to
2: a degree, I think.
1: You just have to meet this. You know, it's like I'm going to watch a '50s monster movie, so if that's what you want, this is a good one with that with with qualifications in place.
0: '50s horror movies have a fun quality. Do you know what I mean Exactly. You know, it's exactly. yeah it's it's like what I was saying like when my when my uncle would describe movies like this it was always like with you know enthusiasm for the creature and it's you know what I mean there's like a yeah. it's a different kind of monster than something from like the 80s or 90s or the early 2000s um and, and from the 70s but uh but yeah what what did you guys think of the opening to this movie that was kind of an unusual opening too uh, where it like opens up with the like the book of Genesis basically, and then it shifts yeah. to like the whole evolution thing. And I thought that was a really interesting pairing. But I was just curious, if, you know, yeah. like what you thought that decision was about, and you know, just anything related to that.
1: That that felt particularly fifties. Just had yeah. that whole fifties document. As someone that went to school in the seventies and eighties, you were still getting a lot of fifties yeah. educational material. So it just. That uh, that that felt very schoolish to me while I was watching it. But I enjoyed it. There's something there's something about that that aesthetic. That I, I, I
0: I know exactly what you're talking about, because I was raised on the same type of stuff in school. And, and yeah. you had these residual like uh, projector movies that you would watch in science class. <laughs> yeah. And they had a certain they had a certain look, a certain feel, a certain type of narration. And yes. And it definitely yeah. had that uh, and it, and it was like, well, we kind of got to get religion in here and God, but we also have to get science in science. here. And so, yeah. the...
1: and that I think, I think, cause I mean, this movie really is a science fiction movie yeah. as much as anything, which is it's horror. So I think it worked from that respect that they were by setting it up to feel like an educational documentary right. at the beginning. It's like, oh, this is, this is real science. I'm going to believe yeah. this about the Gill
0: So yeah. <laughs> No, and they took pains to that. I mean, some of the exposition was a little bit, a little bit heavy, right? But they did use the exposition right. to help build a case for the plausibility of the creature and its place in the ecosystem and in you know the yeah. evolution of species. So I, it, you know, again, it was, it, it was very like, why is this scientist explaining this very basic principle to another scientist? But obviously, they're you know they're they're saying it for the audiences. Well, they- they had but the foresight to put an idiot
2: banker in that scene. Like <laughs> what is evolution?
0: <laughs> we're yeah. Dumb true. it
2: down for you there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's true. That is a good point. There were I felt uh, very seen by that. Yeah. Um uh, but uh but but again, the exposition was a little bit a little bit heavy. But I did I did feel like I don't know, I, I, I liked the um again, even though they are very <clears throat> I guess I would say uh stark leading man 1950s characters uh i liked them i thought they did a really good job sort of pitting them against each other and having uh having characters that were still all pretty distinct and memorable from each other i thought that that you know because again some sometimes in these older movies they don't do that's one thing i think that some of them don't do very well which is well this guy is just there he's just there he doesn't really have any personality every character had a purpose in
1: this movie yeah
0: wasn't
1: I won't wasting your time with that but yeah as far as the exposition goes and uh, it's like once again if you're watching a 50s monster movie having some heavy-handed exposition in there it's like that's kind of what you're there for yeah so yeah
2: (laughs) yeah it's kind of part of the I don't want to call it genre but it really is kind of a genre into itself isn't it kind of like universal monster 1950s drama thing yeah it's it's a genre And like, yeah, yeah you because you, they do that in all of them. They do that in this one. They do that in um, War of the Worlds, uh, really yep. famously. They would just like stop for a minute to look off at something happening off camera while they explained it mm-hmm. to the woman. <laughs> because yeah. I do like that they didn't make the woman dumb.
0: Yeah, she, she was. A, she science. was like, a, right no, she was a researcher, was right? Now, she was. Yeah. She did spend a lot of time she, in a she bikini. She did stupid
2: things. Yeah. But like
0: yeah. she wasn't
2: scientifically illiterate, I guess yeah. is my point. So that was nice. They also, whatever, my biggest laugh of this movie was the scene after the creature has attacked them and they're, they're trying to capture it and they're all paranoid. And so it's, it's, it's nighttime and it starts at the one corner of the ship and you see like one of the guys with a gun and it pans out a little further. There's another guy sitting there smoking with a gun, a different gun, a bigger gun. And then it pans around and everyone's got a gun Then it finally goes to the the bow of the ship and she's standing there in a bikini,
0: like hands (laughs) on her hips,
2: man. I hope that monster doesn't attack. That was amazing. What I,
0: what I liked about the gunshot too was that everybody was holding the gun a little bit differently, and it kind of said something about their character and about like their state of mind. I, 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 I don't know. That scene was pretty memorable. But yeah, she it was a good scene. But it was pretty funny. But she did do one of the big stupid things, which was she went swimming in the lagoon and like swam like pleasure swimming. Like yeah. even yeah. if the creature from the black lagoon isn't there. You're in like the Amazonian rainforest and you're you know and and it's uh, it's I don't you know this are se-
2: you are knocking on the door of the dreaded Kinderu yeah. and just asking it to crawl under your urethra, dude. Get it's out just, of that water. It,
0: it just it yeah. just seems like you know, un, you're in unknown territory here. You don't know if there are
1: Yeah. You know, I'll just with nobody watching too. Yeah. It's like if there's at least someone looking, but yeah, that was that was ridiculous. But
2: yeah, the captain had to come out it's like by chance like time to smoke some more yeah. oh no
0: <laughs> and then and then he almost drops the drops the anchor on her head did you see that when he throws the anchor yeah. down as she's swimming up to the to the which i don't th- i think that was just the the actor almost dropped an anchor on her head um because she was literally right there and it's you know yeah. um you know maybe they were just you know that just wasn't a you know <laughs> safety wasn't as big of a concern back then i don't know um, but I, but I know I definitely picked up on that. Um, so, uh, did you guys know, by the way, that this was filmed in the same set location as Gilligan's Island? wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. This is the same, same, like, I've been to the place they've shot
1: this. I haven't. That's my lock screen on my phone here. Oh, let me see. So that's, that's a creature from the Black Lagoon's cave. So, no, is that know. is that? A, oh, wait, I've got I've got notifications over it. Damn. Is that
0: is that is that uh in the um Universal Studio? Uh, uh no, it's the place in
1: Florida where they fl- shot it. There's a okay. uh, there's these springs. They shot a ton of movies, like Bond movies, Creature for the Black Lagoon, okay. and all these movies. It was like this place where they just do underwater shooting.
0: Well, I think the underwater time. scenes were done in Florida, but I think some of them were all. I think the island, like the little not the island like the the pond the lake was shot the lagoon i think was Uh in california i think the above water shots might have been in california i could be wrong uh we should you know
1: uh, okay um but it looks like there were two locations in florida for the location oh maybe
0: that's what i'm thinking I i
1: think the stuff in shot in california was more the the inside of the cave, and you know okay. when they were in the cabin of the boat and stuff.
0: Okay. Um But yeah, so so but but I thought it was interesting that it was you know Gilligan's Island basically. Um, yeah. So, which I again it's I didn't like, know.
2: To, huh? so what was happening on the far side of the island? The professor goes over there with his pipe and so like, <laughs> mm,
0: what's what's transpiring here? Yeah. It'd be funny if like you saw some of the Gilligan Island actors in the background there, but <laughs> um, you know. But, uh, you know, what, what did you guys think of the, the creature design? I know we kind of talked about that, but, you know, just to, in terms of the, the the physical look of the creature.
2: Um, they knew enough to do some things right, but not enough to not do other things wrong. Like, that's my <laughs> final review. Like, first of all, it did look like a creature. There was no, yeah. like, weird zipper or anything like that. So, and it was it was skin tight, whoever was in it, and it had cool ridges, and it looked armored. And it had like kind of notable humanish anatomy, but also divergences that were realistic and, and well put together. So it was an incredibly well crafted costume. Uh, they knew enough to give it a big eye ridge. So when it was kind of like the, it was tilted down away from the light, it had these dark shadows over its eyeballs, yeah. which was very intimidating. Um, they knew enough to give it the gills, like, the, like Adam and Solomon had like working gills. That was really like that was realistic enough to actually kind of draw me into the movie like, mm. holy shit, this yeah. thing's really breathing. um they knew if to give it some mannerisms that were somewhere between humid and somewhere between fish like with the little clucking that it did with its with its mouth they also gave it a big dumb fish mouth and face which was not at all scary um and i don't think rounded head was the right direction to go it makes sense evolutionarily speaking it just looked kind of dumb um so it's it's i would say it is eight tenths eight nine tenths really actually really good movie monster and then like the rest of it is like kind of goofy um and the goofiness doesn't play to its advantage so that's my that's my review of the monster
0: how about you Adam? Yeah, I,
1: I don't have that in depth the review
2: but uh
0: <laughs> Gil's I, good moving on
1: yeah kills kills good uh i i like the dumbness of it i mean that's just for me the i agree with you it looks kind of there's something stupid about its face but it's just that 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 lack of that lack of human intelligence in the face just uh, it worked for me in some respect
2: i mean
0: yeah i thought there was enough going on with the eyes that kind of helped with
2: that yeah
0: well and i feel like what once you started to see its mouth open and close like a guppy that's kind of when the whole face really starts to work for me is that okay this is like a fish do you know what i mean that's that's yeah. when that that sort of lands. I, I I think it's a classic creature. I mean, it definitely is like among the universal monsters. It's like up there with the Wolfman and all that stuff and Frankenstein. So, you know, I think I think that it's uh, it's definitely one of the winners. And um, and it's is it, well, no, because I mean, there are monsters that don't look so great. You know, I and mean, there's like you know, uh, you know, and I I, I uh, and this is one that's always it just has a. It has like a cool aesthetic on top of being a you know good monster. Do you know what I mean? It's just something where it's like, oh, there's there's like a there's like a a striking there's like a pleasing pattern to the to the creature. Do you know what I mean? Just from like a the standpoint of of art, not even from a standpoint of is this like a believable monster or whatever. It just has like a like a Metropolis type thing. Do you know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, that's that's like very aesthetically pleasing um yeah i'll definitely grant that
1: yeah it's almost tough to judge to an extent just because it is such an iconic monster it's like it is just one of those monsters i've been seeing all my life so it's uh there's a familiarity with it which makes it a little harder to 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 judge
2: yeah it's it's like trying to judge the boris karloff frankenstein with the weird square head like that is frankenstein that's what he looks like in the popular consciousness period dot it's not about yeah. judging it at this point. It's it's part of a legend.
1: No, and it's like when I play Call of Cthulhu or something, and I think about Deep Ones. It's like great yeah, Deep what Ones are shaped yeah. by a creature from the Black Lagoon, even though Deep Ones are even older than it. And uh, it's just what's in my head.
0: No, that that's one of the the difficulties with with movies like this, especially when they predate your memory, is that mm-hmm. it's like you it's just all imprinted on you already, and so it's just like you yeah, know, that whole culture like this one i remember the first time i saw the creature from the black lagoon so i still feel like i feel like i have a slightly more objective like opinion of it than i do of frankenstein where i don't remember the first time i saw frankenstein but i feel like i just always knew the frankenstein monster looked. you know it's just it was like it was yeah. i probably saw it on a halloween rack before i even saw the movie do you know what i mean like that kind of a thing whereas the creatures from black lagoon i remember becoming aware of it you know, and seeing it on the screen. So, uh, mm-hmm. and it had, and I remember it had like a really powerful effect the first time I saw it as a kid, you know, it definitely didn't have that effect this time. Like it wasn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you're eight and you see something like that, it's different than when you're, you know, in your forties. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, but, but I still think it's, um, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a clever design. And uh, I don't know, in terms of the horror, movies like this are oftentimes they're not they're not quite as scary as movies from other decades they're kind of doing something else do you know what i mean and so yeah. like if they are scary it's because there's like some kind of human drama in them like the wolfman do you know what i mean that that's mostly scary because of the human drama around it i feel and yeah it's like
2: psychologically scary
0: yeah yeah it's like you're That's one of the
2: reasons that frankenstein was so scary like even the universal frankenstein like had a real like descent into madness going mm-hmm. on with it so there's
0: stuff to appreciate that that it was scary and uh yeah and so I, I think um but i don't know this one this one you kind of have to judge it as a you know as a 50s horror movie it's not it's <laughs> not i don't know it's not it's, it's just it, it, which which is fine. I mean, again, like you know, you, some some of these movies you watch them for the for the hokey charm of it as well. So, um,
2: and and the thing is, oh, hokiness, though, I I don't even know about if I would call this like super hokey. Like honestly, as much as I I just lambasted the classic design, um, which I don't think that was too bad. But like I actually had to kind of give it to this movie in terms of hokeyness. I didn't really think it was that hokey. Like there was a couple of things where I was like groaning, but hmm. like. That's more like me groaning at the 1950s culture, while okay? Groaning at the movie's that's context. Fair. Like that's everybody with a woman a gun is such a blind spot to 50s culture. You know, well, they didn't even think about it. Like, Of course, the woman wouldn't have a gun. Sure, on her shooting bullets, she, I, she'd probably shoot her purse. Like, I that's think that's not a critique of the movie.
0: I think once you're immersed in the movie, it is legitimately building a, a sense of dread. Do you know what I mean? I think like once you're immersed in it, you. It's, it's, it, and it's not like this, like, you know, claws on your heart type of terror that, that some more modern movies try to achieve. It's, it's more of a, uh, just a gentle building of dread, you know, as the, as, as the, as the situation, uh, escalates and as the, uh, as, as more and more people die and they become more vulnerable.
2: And so, and, and they, die in, in remarkably grim and grisly ways. Like yeah. the guy that mm-hmm. gets burned by the lamp and he's just he isn't even dead. He's just yeah. lying there for the rest of the movie, just wrapped in bandages, <laughs> and not able to talk yeah. and yeah. barely move. Like that's pretty grisly. And then kill that blonde guy and like his corpse like dead man floats up that to the was, top and they, that's and that, the
0: top. Oh. Well and again that's just, that's a scene that was so striking that I remembered it from when I was a kid. Dude you know I mean and when I saw oh. it this time, I was like wow, this really is like for you know, again, maybe maybe we just don't give fifties movies credit because we think of them as so uh well, yeah, so, I think it's easy to
2: get lost in saying they're hokey without actually giving them the chance to prove themselves. And when you look yeah. at a scene like that, there's something pretty heartbreaking about watching that guy's lifeless body rise at to the top of the No, limb. there
0: there is, but I think when I think of fifties movies, I think of them kind of turning away from those types of scenes. Do you know what I mean? Sort of like yeah, and being they do more usually.
2: yeah. Um, but a lot of times they'll have a woman screen and turn her head, and the men will, will, will look all grim like
0: don't yeah. let it,
2: don't let the children see it, and it's all off camera, yeah, but this one yeah. it wasn't afraid to like show the lantern exploding and then see the you see the guy wrapped in bandages like yeah. quietly sobbing because his face was burned off, and it's just like holy hell and, the, and the probably, kills felt like kills here that's pretty impressive,
0: and the other guy cried, helps that this
1: was this was 1953 so it's early 50s because like in the Mm -hmm. 40s you have all those grim noir movies and everything and and so and it's really not till like you get to around 1953 that you have all the moral panic around comics and all that stuff so i think i think this is probably early enough that 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 hasn't really started yet things can be a little more shaky
0: but
2: yeah i said it before and i'll say it again moral puritans ruin everything
0: well, yeah, but they yeah. come in cycles. during mean, the they come in cycles, so exactly, you know, a, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, that probably is. I mean, I don't know. Again, again, I was saying before we did this, I'm not going to be the person that's going to be able to really give this like a, a context in terms of mm-hmm. you know its film <laughs> film history positioning, but but I but it was surprisingly. Uh, grim at times and, and surprisingly frank in the way that, you know, that guy's dead. You know, that just, uh... oh, yeah. And also, like, oh. I would say when Mark dies, it's particularly striking because he's got the most life in him as a character. He's the, yeah, he's, oh, yeah. he's
2: a fiery personality. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you think, well, this guy's going to survive. Do you know what I mean? This guy's going to be, because he like he, he's the bad, he's almost like the, the, he's almost the bad guy in the well, movie. Do you know what I mean? I, he is.
1: I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's, I, I'm of two minds of it. On the one hand, I was surprised he died at that point, but on the other hand, I was like, "This is the guy who the monster is definitely going to kill." <laughs>
2: yeah, you got to kill the heel.
1: He's the, you know, he's the the uh, Paul Reiser character from yeah. Aliens. He's all of that. Yeah,
0: you know. but le- less, but less slimy. Yeah, he's less <laughs> slimy. He, his 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 villainy is much more up front and manly. Yeah. Than the Paul the Paul exactly. Reiser character, they're, they they occupy they definitely occupy the same space, but they're like at opposite ends of the spectrum of that space. Yeah,
2: exactly. that. that's a yeah. great way of characterizing yeah. that. But
0: well, I just think the the Mark character is very captivating. I don't know why. I just I just find that character uh, really works in yeah. the movie. You 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 exactly. you don't you don't like him, but you also I don't know. Again, in, in the end it's clear that that his course of action would have been the more practical one by the end you know not not that it was morally good just that less people would have died if they had just shot the thing you know what i mean that if right, they... and
2: ultimately he was right they shoot the thing it's dead it yeah yeah get it if they'd listened well, in the first place and went gung ho, they'd te- have a fresh creature corpse, and less people would be dead.
0: Technically, it's a little bit ambiguous, but it does get shot. and It does drift away like it's dead, but they leave it enough that there's yeah, room very, for the thing to come back. But yeah, they they, they basically end up doing what he suggested, minus being able uh-huh. to bring it back as a specimen uh, and prove that they you know have you know that there was this this missing link in the evolution of. Uh, of, of of sea creatures to mammals, you know what I mean? So, or, or to, to land to land mammals. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but but I but I did like the character, and also I feel again I feel like if you imagine this story without him, it's just so much oh, well, more. Well, dumb.
1: There isn't a story yeah. without him. Yeah, he need I mean, that. There's, there's a, but to, to make my comparison, right, I hate the Paul Reiser one. I should go the other direction. He's influenced by Carl Denham from King Kong. That's who he is. Ooh, okay, there, That's, you yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah that's the archetype
0: and uh and also you know i i some some of the the 50s stylings really like I, again i like the smoking and that one guy has i think like one guy was smoking a cigarette and one guy had uh-huh. a cigar and one guy had a pipe it was it was like <laughs> it was like literally like that like there were just like three different types of smoking going on you know in the screen you know there's something charming about that um and i also like this is a period where when they're talking about science they're so optimistic they are so optimistic yeah. and i it, yeah. it's i don't know would you when you live in a much more pessimistic age it's 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 enjoyable to you know again i, I these people were well, happy at their jobs. What the hell's that? No, like? Well, well, not just that, but just this this They're idea of
2: it's not World
1: War Two anymore. It's well, like everything makes them happy.
0: Well, well, just up through, there's just like this <laughs> the period. Shooting at me. What a great day. There's this period in science up to the moon landing where you have this really optimistic yeah. science fiction, and it sometimes goes in dark directions. But you just have this optimism about the science that's very appealing, yeah. and and you know it's just not something that is culturally present anymore. So. It's it's sort of enjoyable to to see that, um, you know. I I like a lot of like you know me and Ab have had this conversation. I like a lot of the 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 fifties you know Asimov and Clark novels. I just find the you know I just I just like that that period of science fiction. Um, so yeah, so I don't know any other thoughts on this one. I I think we've we've gone down every topic. Uh, the, the lagoon is surprisingly deep. I
2: will say that about it, and I don't mean that like physically, although that too. But, like, there's a lot of this movie that I didn't think I was going to have to unpack. Like, the solitude of the creature. There's clearly more Mm -hmm. than one, because there's a dead one and a live one. But where are the other ones? Like, is there a clutch of eggs somewhere? Is this the last of its kind? Are we watching a tragedy? There's a lot of little moments like that in this movie that kind of... They leave you thinking about it. And that's sort of rare for a hokey 50s movie.
1: The movie that I was confused with... like, Like I said, I thought I saw this movie. And for some reason, I thought this movie began with some accident happening and like his mate being killed mm. at the beginning of the movie, well, there, which kind of set the whole thing up. But I don't know what movie I'm thinking of. There are
0: there point. are two sequels to the movie. It's possible it was one of those.
1: Uh or, yeah, I I've seen I've seen what is it, Return of the Creature, the one is it SeaWorld or whatever. That's the one I've seen. That's I don't Jaws
2: three D I thought.
1: That it's, that's where J- Jaws 3D is a remake of Revenge of the Return of the Creature, so
2: Oh my God. But, yeah. <laughs> was it Horror of Party Beach, maybe? That kind of had similar creatures.
1: Which one?
2: Horror of Party Beach, one of my favorite I Mystery Science Theater 3000 episodes. That.
1: I have not seen that,
0: unfortunately. In it's fact, I on...
1: saw Return of the Creature was a Mystery Science Theater episode, so that's where I saw that. I never saw
0: uh, that one. Yeah, Jaws 3D yeah. is a unique kind of bad movie. It's, uh, it is a very ooh, unique kind of bad movie. Yeah.
1: That is... Uh, uh,
2: yeah, we, we may have to do a, a a bad movie month at some point. Be like, we're subjecting you all to these horrible films.
0: Okay, but I don't know if I can do Jaws 3D again. Like, that's that's. I'd my,
1: rather do it than Jaws: The Revenge. If those are the choices. Jaws: J-
0: Jaws The Revenge, Revenge isn't even a movie that's enjoyable to talk about as no. being a bad movie. It's so no, bad that it's it's, it's, it's just nothing. yeah. It, it, it would just be us listing the things we could have done aside from well, waste our time. We can
1: talk about Michael Caine's well, house. That's all well, we can
0: well like jaws 3 jaws 3d is a bad movie but it's not boring but jaws the revenge is a boring fucking movie yeah like there's just there's nothing redeeming about it even from like a cynical you know we're watching this ironically type of level of enjoyment you you can't watch that movie ironically you can only watch yeah. it as a bad movie um yeah we should do that i, I agree I, I wouldn't mind doing some bad movies uh, I, I I could see that we might have to debate what would qualify, what wouldn't. But I, I think it would be we've already had that. Debate. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. So so um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, what are your final thoughts on this movie? Uh, oh, actually, Adam, you would you would made that, you had mentioned something about the filmography of the guy who played oh, Mark.
1: Oh know. yeah, I'm that was fun. Anymore, but let me <laughs> stall for me. And I'll find. Okay. It.
0: Okay. Uh, so final
2: final thoughts for me. Um, I didn't think I was going to enjoy this even a little bit, and I actually wound up enjoying it a lot. Um, as I said, I, 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 I watched it with my girlfriend, and I don't think she really kind of got into it. Um, and I think that I agree with you, Brendan, that we were both right in that this is kind of a... Kind of a movie that is a product of its time, and it has kind of tired cliches and tropes, and it makes it a little predictable, and it's a little culturally culturally saturated, and it's a little it's a little PG because it's in the 1950s, yeah, yeah. Um, and all that is true about the movie. But also, there is that surprising depth to it. It, it asks fascinating philosophical questions, and it, it raises interesting situations, and it, it asks you as an audience member. It's smarter to ask you and to leave the judgment to you about what should be done in these scenarios? Should they have tried to capture it? Was that hubris on their part? Was killing it the safer option? Should they have left? Like, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of questions like that. Like, how smart is the creature? What does it actually want? Like, its its relationship with the our female lead is, is very different than with all the other males. Like, is it lonesome? Does it understand that there's a, a gender binary with these creatures? It's part fish. Does that matter to it? Like, mm-hmm. there's all these wonderful unexplored questions that are that are raised and handed to you as as an audience member to contemplate and it, it leaves the movie with a peculiar resonance that's actually quite unique and good i feel
0: so, I, f- I feel like the answer to that question by the way is that this is from a period where it was just assumed monsters were attracted to human females for whatever reason yes, we call that period <laughs> yeah, the yeah, present yeah and it's always but, true <laughs> but you know what i mean like you know it's king kong but he likes blondes doing it's like that kind of a thing well, I, I he's didn't... clearly a gentleman then yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> But uh, did you find it, Adam, or are we gonna have to? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's uh, to, to bring our audience up to speed. The uh, Richard Denning, the guy that played Mark, I was just going through his filmography, getting ready for this podcast, and he has just the most Troy McClure movie titles in his credit. Like you know, just give me a sailor, touchdown army. Uh, say, it uh, say it in French
2: say it in French say it in French
1: And I sailed Tahiti with an all-girl crew and, <laughs> that's very uh, Troy and McClure just, that it really is Target <laughs> Hong Kong <laughs>
2: Uh, <laughs> you may remember me from such propaganda campaigns as Target Hong Kong and I sell Tahiti with a crew full of women.
1: Yeah, and insurance investigator. That sounds like a good great... Oh so seven were I've family. actually seen seven were saved. That's uh yeah. It's about a bunch of people in a plane crash, but you know only seven people are gonna survive the movie, which gives me something to look forward
2: to. <laughs> I'm looking forward to everyone else <laughs> dying in this movie.
1: Yeah, at least seven will make it. But uh, oh man, but yeah, but yeah, it's just uh, amazing, amazing filmography. I recommend you look it up yourself because there's many more good titles in there. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know th- this movie. Like you know, like I said, uh, I I think it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, uh, it's a good movie. It's 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 uh, it's definitely a product of its time, like Joel was saying, but. It's, it's it is a classic, and I think it holds up. I do feel like you have to meet it halfway. It's that kind of film, yeah. not because of anything particularly an issue with the movie, just because of the period it was made in, and it's so of its time that you you yeah. You know, and it's and again, there there are movies that are of its time, but for whatever reason, they don't. This one just kind of has some things that I feel like you you do have to kind of you do have to meet it halfway. Uh, but the design yeah,
1: but is cl- it is it is a particularly well made 50s monster. Yeah. So if you're going to meet if you're going to meet a 50s monster movie halfway, this is a good one. To
0: yeah. Pick. Yeah, and like I said, once you immerse in it, it's fine. It's just there are these like superficial qualities the movie has that I could see some people not being able to get past when they're watching. No. You know what I mean? Some uh, there's
1: plenty of people yeah. I would never recommend this yeah. to.
0: So, but it's a, it's a fun horror film it's it's a, i think it's effective horror for the style of horror it is it's a classic monster design and and it does you know with very simple technique build genuine suspense and dread which i think is you know like the the whole scene where just because there are some uh trees in front of the boat it builds a little dam that builds up this whole yeah. scenario and and to some people that might look silly do you know what i mean because it's just like a boat and some some twigs but it, it, I, I think it was very effective, and I think it's kind of, it's kind of like the Hitchcock with the, the, the Hershey's syrup. Do you know what I mean? It's like a simple technique, but done right, it works and it's solid. So, Adam, how about you for before we depart?
1: Oh, my final thoughts.
0: What are your
2: final thoughts? Oh, what are your terminal thoughts?
1: Please make me have to do the big thing at the end when I'm super tired. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm just. I, I basically, as, as I said earlier, if you're if if you do want to watch a 50s monster movie, basically you can't go wrong with picking this one if you're in the mood for that kind of thing. A lot of people aren't going to get be able to get past the 50s, but I think this movie has genuinely well directed action scenes, especially considering filming underwater in the in 1953 it's, it's hard yeah filming underwater now it's like the technical achievement of this movie is pretty impressive and they are beautiful underwater sequences the, the yes.
0: underwater sequences yes. are yes. very beautiful and yeah, and so, scary there is something scary about the way those scenes were shot there's just they're kind of haunting there there's yeah. a the, these extended sequences where the creature is swimming under the woman and it's almost yeah. it's, it's sort of reminiscent of jaws in that way do you know what i mean it's 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 a you know I like a the
1: cover of the, the book jaws the, uh, oh, the yeah oh yeah yeah yeah
0: that's yeah. that's what i was thinking actually is that that, yeah. that iconic image um yeah and and it it gets it, you know i in a lot of ways i feel like jaws kind of continues some of the horror themes that this movie is dipping its toes into where you know, there's this I fear think, of what's under think, the water. You
1: know, yeah. To add to my final thoughts too, I I think now you brought that scene up. It's interesting the way the creature acts during that scene because it's 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 nervous almost. You know, for yeah. a while it just it retreats and goes and hides behind that rock to watch. Right? It just adds so much personality to that creature in that one scene because I mean, it you know, it, it serves the purpose of. Establishing it's the creature's interested in her that it's menacing and so on, but there's more complexity to the way that yeah. behaves that I think a lot of movies wouldn't have bothered with,
0: yeah. It was, uh, and, and I think it, I, I think they had one actor for the underwater scenes and one for the above ground scenes, but it's uh-huh. good that they own that they that they were consistent like that and they didn't have like four people doing you know different scenes with the monster so that it wasn't you know it was, it was always kind of yeah. moving consistently. Do you know what I mean? Um. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so, yeah, so, again, I don't know, where did everybody see this? I saw it on Prime. I had to rent it. And the the, yeah, the quality yeah, yeah, yeah. was, what would you say about the quality of that? Would you say, that? did you feel that that could have been better? do you think it was good for? I think it was as
2: well-preserved. I mean, I, I saw it on the projector. So, like, we actually saw it, like, letterbox style. And it looked okay. pretty cool for that. Okay.
0: What, what's the projector? So, so,
2: now I'm confused. Well, my, uh, my girlfriend
0: bought a projector. And we just project movies onto our wall now. Not like, but not like an actual film projector, like some kind of device that projects. Yeah, media. yeah. I mean, it's
2: it, it just hooked up to the to the phone, and it's just like streaming through the phone, but it's projecting the images just the same way that a okay. film projector would. Okay. Uh, and it's awesome. <laughs> we play Breath of the Wild on it all the time, so that's pretty rad. Okay. like is the size of my entire fist. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, so love... the point being, it, it was beautiful in that presentation.
1: Yeah, I watched it on Criterion Channel because they had they did the, all the universal things for uh for uh classic monsters for for uh, for Halloween so that was still up. So I uh and that that was good. That was, obviously Criterion always has pretty good quality shots. I, so. I
0: I have a feeling yours probably looked better than the version we saw, but I could be wrong. Probably. Yeah.
1: Probably. Cuz I wanted Criter- to see yeah, it on Criterion, really
0: but I didn't have the and Criterion I- service, so I was like, well, I'll just watch it on Prime, but uh I was yeah. a little bit sad when I, you know, that it, once I started and thought maybe the Criterion Collection is better, but I, I don't know. So, you know. Yeah,
1: but there's uh it's it's on another service too. What was the other service it was on?
0: Uh... I know you had mentioned it to us before we yeah, watched think... it. It was Criterion Collection and, um. yeah, I can't remember. But but again, oh you know,
1: yeah, it's on it's on Peacock too. Oh Peacock, okay. I think they probably have a good one because NBC owns Universal, so if, if anyone Peac- Peacock owns a M- Black Lagoon, NBC should
0: own one. Peacock is the NBC channel.
1: It's the NBC streaming service. I I'm,
0: I I I feel you know this is besides the point, but I I I when the companies change their name like that, I can't just go along with. The whole, you know what I mean? It's I gotta. Peacock, uh, yeah. logo. It's just NBC. It's totally it's just, no, they're crazy. NBC. It's like when Kentucky Fried Chicken became KFC. It took me a very, okay. very long time to say KFC. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. I feel like there's like, you're going to say KFC from now on, even though you've been saying Kentucky Fried Chicken all these years, you know? But. <laughs>
1: So Yeah, yeah. As part of that trend where they were like, no company should have a name that means anything because then you're limited to selling chicken. That was Is that uh,
0: what it was? It
1: was a big thing in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, my but, father works for NCR, which used to be National Cash Register, but we don't want to be associated with the cash register. But now you're associated NCR. with
0: nothing. Now you're associated with nothing. So what do you, you know? Like that, uh, that's the, you know. I mean, and, IBM
1: used to be International Business Machines, and they were, nope, nope, her name's actually IBM now.
0: Okay, okay. That's, yeah. that's the artist formerly known as
2: International Business Machines now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a symbol well, can Prince,
0: Prince could do whatever he wants, and I feel like that was actually just trolling when he did that, but... This is like what I loved about that is people don't realize there was a period of time where the news didn't know what to call him, and it took them a while to yeah. figure out the artist formerly known as Prince. And it was that Horror process that was so enjoyable about watching it unfold, because um, I, I remember them sort of struggling with it. You know, the you know, and it 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 took a little bit before it became this consistent thing where they're just like the artist formerly known as.
2: Um, creature formerly known as from the Black Lagoon,
0: but or Express, everybody. Yeah, so we'll leave it at that. And we'll be back on next time with some more creature goodness. I don't know what movie we're gonna do, but we're gonna do Maybe some. Maybe
1: some more discussions of corporate names too. Yeah, well, yeah. we gotta get those
0: corporate got, names. We got I, I was I had so much more lined up on that one too, but it got derailed as we, you know, got into the weeds there. Joel
1: cut us short and brought us back to our senses and ruined everything.
0: I, I did. I think people come here for the the, 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 the cor- corporate acronym discussion um
2: that's that's what our brand's associated yeah. with because like, we're not horror <laughs> express anymore we're H-E yes, Express. there we go
0: yeah
2: See, that could be fun too i like the redundant <laughs> to go
1: to your homework that really,
2: yeah, that all
0: right so we're, we'll head out and until next time we'll talk to you later